Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a Friday. Your weekend has officially started because this hour is just a big party. Like I said, we run back some of the best audio we've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours and just kind of glide into the weekend and south florida weekends are always the best oh and this one's going to be the best of the best because we got some joe rose talking to mike florio football football and more football because it never gets old and the dan levitard show they got my man sedano and izzy gutierrez with their show phrases and some other crazy sounds and hawkman and crowder everything we do on that show from three to six right here on 560 the joe is absolutely crazy maybe even some Huckman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers ghetto version because there's just some issues today and I had to ghetto it. Sometimes you just got to ghetto it, but I am not going to ghetto these headlines. The Heat will retire Dwayne Wade's number February 22nd when they play the Cavs. Tonight, Miami takes on Orlando. Happy 90th birthday to Don Shula. In other Dolphins news, the Hall of Fame will hear Zach Thomas's case for induction. One bowl game today, Ohio leads Nevada 30-9 in the third. Two NFL games, playoff games at that, tomorrow as the Bills play the Texans, then the Titans and the Patriots do battle. The Cowboys have parted ways with coach Jason Garrett. He coached the team since 2010. The Panthers won in Ottawa last night 6-3. They play the Sabres in Buffalo tomorrow at 1. The Canes basketball team take on number 2 Duke at the Watsko Center tomorrow at 8. Midway through the Premier League season, Liverpool is running away with things 13 games ahead of second place Leicester City. ESPN has named American Chelsea forward Christian Pulisic Newcomer of the Year thus far. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) An ad seeking a nanny for an 18-year-old college student has recently come under ridicule online. Hey, no hate here. I'll take it in nanny at any age. A cat was recently rescued when trapped on a 25-foot-tall British prison fence. Success! That cat made a jailbreak. A teacher in Wisconsin has been arrested for publicly pooping in a city park. He later admitted to pooping in the park over the past two years because of convenience, and he simply enjoyed doing it. Some crappy reasons. The British government is calling for weirdos and misfits to apply for government jobs in an attempt to shake things up structurally. Uh, Sounds like a trap. Be careful, freakazoids. And now on to weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for no rain with temperatures in the mid-70s. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in monthly high-hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for details. Oh, yes. Friday morning's not always the most fun, but a means to an end. That's why you got to get up and listen to the Joe Rose Show weekdays. From 6 to 10 a.m. earlier today, the team talked to Mike Florio. What were they talking about? Well, 
Ron Rivera. Quick on the trigger and other NFL coaching observations. Also, the Jason Garrett situation. They weren't too sure on it early this morning. Of course, now we know Jason Garrett no longer with the Cowboys. The demise of the Patriots dynasty? That's with a question mark, of course. NFL playoff winners? Tannehill getting paid? And, of course, you got to end on a crazy Gase story. Mike, happy Thanksgiving. How are you, buddy? Yeah, great. great. Uh, happy Halloween. How are you guys? <laughs> great. Was, was that, I mean... See, I, I, really, I, I don't think that Dan Snyder was late. I think he was like Chris Berman and was among the first to wish us happy Thanksgiving for 2020. Okay. okay. That's, you know what? I'll I like take that one. That. I'll take that one. Well, then, happy uh, Memorial everything. We'll just do it all right now and get it all out of the way. Yeah, that was kind of the weird one. Ron uh, Rivera t- Ron Rivera took over the job there. Were you surprised he took that job? Uh, he, he might be one of the hotter candidates, but but he took the kind of the, the quickest job he can get, right? Well, at first I thought that maybe he was making a mistake, but I think that four-week window that he had to explore his options. We hear from time to time when a coach gets fired with a month or so left in the season, the team is disrespecting him. The team's doing him a favor because Ron Rivera had a full and complete opportunity to see what's out there, to find out who was going to be interested, who wasn't going to be interested, to negotiate his contract, to get the deal done. I don't know when and to what extent any of these other teams were interested, but he was able to find find out who is, who isn't, where he wants to go. When you consider how low the bar is in Washington and they have quality on both the offensive and defensive lines, this could be something where he can turn it around and he can look like he's doing a pretty darn good job. And, you know, there's still some questions to be answered about how involved Daniel Snyder is going to be, who's going to be taking over the front office, et cetera. But I think Ron Rivera is in a pretty good spot because Washington's desperate to try to turn this thing around. And he's a two-time coach of the year, took a team to the Super Bowl. This could work out very, very well. And it could be that, that everyone who's looking for a coach was interested, except the Panthers, and that Rivera decided that that's his best play. Now, with opening in Carolina, Cleveland, and the New York Giants, who do you think will be the next domino to fall out of those three teams as far as far as making a move to hire their next head coach? You know, the Panthers seem to be farther along, uh, and they're, they were the, the second team to fire a coach. They did it with four weeks left in the season. Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, the Patriots offensive coordinator, Matt Rule, the Baylor head coach, are the three to watch there with Mike McCarthy, the former Packers coach, on the fringes. But, you know, a lot of it depends upon when a guy's available to be hired. You can lock in on the enemy. You can lock in on McDaniels, but you can't hire him until his team season's over. So that could be a factor in all of this as well. You know, the Giants are believed to be very interested in Matt Rule. He's available right now. They can hire him pretty much whenever they want, if that's the guy they want. He was offensive line coach with the Giants back in 2012. And there's a sense that that's what uh, is going to happen there. And with the Browns, who the heck knows what's what's going on? You know, they, they really need to stabilize the organization. They need to consider hiring a head coach who would then figure out who's going to be hired to come in and set the table from a personnel standpoint. They need to end these factions that they have within the building. Most recently, it was football guys and analytics guys. When things go sideways, they blame each other. You need to have people who are on the same page. They aren't looking to lay blame. They're just looking to find ways to, to get better and work together and realize that it either works and we all are gainfully employed for years to come, or it doesn't work and we're all out of a job. Mike, is Jason Garrett still in Dallas? Is, I mean, fired. I see the, the headline on ProFootballTalk.com, fired or not fired. We've heard reports. We saw Ed Werder's report of he's going to be out or they're, they're kind of getting him out. He's, like I, This is the weirdest firing or not, or, or not firing I've ever seen. Well, I think it's very careful to use the right language and very careful, and it's very important for the audience to understand what's being reported and what's not being reported. When Ed Werder says that 
the Cowboys are expected to move on from Jason Garrett. That doesn't mean he's fired. That doesn't mean he's been fired. It doesn't even mean he definitely will be fired. All it means is he's expected to be fired. And really, from the moment the Eagles beat the Giants and eliminated the Cowboys from playoff contention, We've all been expecting Jason Garrett to be fired. So, you know, I don't know where that all stands. Until he's done, until it's announced, I'm holding open the possibility and in some weird sort of a way the hope for chaos. Chaos is good for us from a news standpoint, from a discussion point standpoint. And I don't know what the Cowboys are thinking about doing. There was a sense yesterday that maybe they're trying to find a way to keep Jason Garrett with the team. But, you know, we, we are expecting Jason Garrett to no longer be a member of the Cowboys. And it may just be that the Jones family feels such a degree of loyalty to him and gratitude. He let them continue to run the team the way they see fit. He didn't try to take over. He didn't try to undermine ownership and say, I'm in charge here. And, uh, you know, they realize it's going to be hard to find a really good head coach who has those same qualities. Now, a lot of people are speculating and a lot of people want to know, is this going to finally be the year that everything comes to an end for the New England Patriots in their 19-year dynasty. Well, you know, it's got to end at some point. A lot of people think they're going to lose to the Titans tomorrow night. I'm not ready to take that risk and declare that the Patriots are about to fall to a team that on paper looks better, but it's still the Patriots. There's a mystique there, and nobody knows what's going to happen with Tom Brady after this season. He's going to be a free agent. They can't use the franchise tag to keep him around, not that they would if they could, but there's a sense that maybe he won't be back next year. I think Bill Belichick will be there indefinitely, but yeah, there's always the possibility that this is it for Tom Brady, but they're focused on trying to right the wrong of last week when they blew the opportunity to get a bye and avoid the wild card round altogether by losing at home to the Dolphins. And uh, I, a lot of people like the Titans in this one, but if I'm going to be wrong, it's going to be wrong because I believed in, not because I didn't believe in, a team that has shown us time and again that they know how to thrive in single elimination setting. Tom Brady has 30 career postseason wins. This will be postseason start number 41. Wow. It's been an incredible wow. run. And, and, and I, you know, think about it. We, we, saw, we had uh, quotes from Deshaun Watson on PFT Live earlier this week. Last year was his first playoff game, and he got a rude awakening. How different it is. How fast it is. How intense it is. Tom Brady has more than two seasons of those types of games, and I, I just don't think you can uh, you, you can write him off. You know, for as bad as they looked on Sunday against the Dolphins, they looked pretty good the Saturday before that against the Bills, and I think that's the team that's going to show up tomorrow night. If Josh McDaniels bolts, and I, I saw on Pro Football Talk that January 10th it looks like he'll be interviewing with teams, if he bolts and goes and takes the Browns job or takes the Giants, whatever job he takes, if he does take one, does he see the writing on the wall there in New England, or is this just him just trying to get another job? Well, you know, there's business belief that, especially after he jumped at the Colts when he had verbally taken the job that he was just going to hang around New England until Bill Belichick leaves. But when is Bill Belichick going to leave? And now you see Bill Belichick's son taking a bigger and bigger role in the defense in New England. Maybe people are going to start assuming that Bill is going to hand off the baton to Steve whenever Bill decides to walk away. So, you know, I think McDaniels really was ready to go two years ago and a lot of factors went into his decision to not follow through. And I think those questions, those concerns about what happened two years ago could be a factor. You know, last year, no one was seriously interested in Josh McDaniels, I think, because of concern of what happened the year before to the Colts. If the Browns are willing 
to undermine or part ways with Paul DePodesta, the chief strategy officer, who's basically a part-time employee who lives in California and hasn't moved and refuses to move to Cleveland. If they would just give the keys to Josh McDaniels and let him decide how to build out that front office, build out that team, I think he'd be very, very interested in doing it. Whether or not it works, that's a different issue. But you know what? Nothing works in Cleveland. So why not try something that really would consolidate the power under one guy, avoid the fights, avoid the battles, avoid the agendas, and see if McDaniels, see what he's learned in his second tent, uh, stint with the Patriots. It didn't work in Denver, but that was over 10 years ago. Maybe it'll work this time. Now, looking at the playoff picture uh, from both the AFC and NFC, give me, if you have any, two teams or one team from each conference that could possibly be a surprise team that maybe a lot uh, that a lot of people aren't really looking at right now as, as potentially being a team that can make a, a, a deep run in the playoffs. Well, you know, I, I want to say the Saints, but it wouldn't be a surprise. I don't think uh-huh. they should be playing this weekend. And I think one of the things they need to work through psychologically, guys, is the fact that watching that Seattle Seahawks San Francisco 49er game on Sunday night, there were so many opportunities for the Seahawks to win. How do the, how do the Saints get past this idea that we shouldn't be preparing for a game, we shouldn't be playing in a game, and they're heavy favorites to get the Vikings, you know, but they're a team that I think is good enough to get to the NFC Championship game, maybe give us a rematch of that 49ers Saints epic game that we saw in the Superdome earlier this year. Beyond that, as the teams playing this weekend in the NFC, you know, maybe the Seahawks, but they're so banged up, and the Eagles can't do this Carson Wentz with a bunch of Vince Papalis around him indefinitely. <laughs> at some point, that's going to blow up, right? And, and isn't it funny how the Vikings at one point, not all that long ago, they seemed like a team that could really cause havoc in the postseason and go on the road and win. And then there was that Monday night game two days before Christmas, and it was like, oh, man, they just aren't very good. And they're going to have their hands full against the Saints. So I don't really know in the NFC if it's not the Saints, whether there's a team this weekend that can continue to thrive. And, and you know, I, I, I'm not getting off the Patriots' bandwagon until the Patriots lose. So they go to Kansas City if they win tomorrow night. We saw them win in Kansas City last year. And then they go back to Baltimore. And, yes, the Ravens beat them by 17. There's a weird conspiracy theory out there, though, that when Bill Belichick played the Ravens in the regular season, he held some stuff back in anticipation <laughs> of the rematch, which – I don't think it's true, but I will say this. Second time around with Lamar Jackson and Bill Belichick, one of the great defensive masterminds of all time, maybe he'll come up with something that can slow down the Ravens the same way he slowed down Patrick Mahomes last year in the AFC Championship game. Be a hell of a gauntlet of quarterbacks to get through. Ryan Tannehill, then Mahomes, (laughs) and then uh, Lamar Jackson for the Patriots to get back to the Super Bowl. I know you're being sarcastic about Tannehill. His passer rating was 117.5. Yeah. Right. Crazy. It was the fourth highest of all time right. for a full season. Unbelievable. It is. It no, is. Uh, listen, I say it sarcastically, but I also say it with a tear coming down my face because it's like, you know, for seven years we waited for something. We waited for, especially down here as Dolphin fans, the first year of Gase down here, Ryan had a great season. He really was playing well all season long when this team was getting to the playoffs. He gets hurt and then Matt Until Moore. Until Campbell hit him low. Right. Remember, Calais Campbell hit him low and messed mm-hmm. up his knee and that right. was that. That was it. And, that was, and then it literally went to nothing after that. And that's where the, whole, the Gase error ended, the Tannehill error, everything ended on that one hit. But it is, it is amazing what he has done since he's been to Tennessee and what he's probably done, and I know that we ask you about it almost every week, we talk to you about it every week, lining himself up for a nice contract probably from the Titans or someone else, right? It's not the franchise tag, and between him and Derrick Henry, they're going to have decisions to make now. Right. There's no new CBA. It'll be a franchise tag and a transition tag that's available to every team, and they may need that because Derrick Henry has been great, Brian Tannehill has been great, and and now you know why. See, this people are upset that Tannehill's finally had the switch 
flip. Why didn't it happen in Miami? But this is why they kept giving him so many chances. Right, right. This is the guy that they hoped he would become, and they finally got to the point where they didn't want to wait for it anymore. You know, they paid part of his salary this year to make that trade happen. Correct. So, uh, you know, that, so it's and, and hey, the moment he gets the big contract, maybe he tears an ACL again or otherwise gets injured or people start to figure him out. But this is why the Dolphins gave him all those chances, because they knew he could be this good in the right set of circumstances. And it finally lined up his way. Right. Best tease we had down here for about seven years or so. Uh, Mike <laughs> McCarthy, where do you think he ends up, by the way? You know, I, I'm not sure. Before I would hire Mark McCarthy, I would want to do two things. I would want to fully explore any and all relevant facts coming from that Tyler Dunn article that was out last May or April that got into the final months and weeks of the Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy relationship. There was that that kind of goofy screwball too weird to not be true claim that McCarthy was skipping team, team meetings to go get massages. I would, want to know, I would want to know how much of that is true and not true before I commit to the guy for four or five years. And I also would really want to fully understand why and how the Packers didn't make it to the playoffs 2017, 2018, and now in the first year post-Mike McCarthy, they're 13-3. Right. There was just a sense it was getting kind of stale. The offense was too predictable. It wasn't sufficiently creative. And, you know, one of the big concerns I've always had with the Packers, you can get complacent there because there isn't an owner. There isn't that one person who can roll out of bed any given morning, show up and fire people. There's committees, boards of directors, a CEO. There's the, the you know the, the publicly owned team and all of that dynamic. I think it does allow the people who are in positions of power and influence to maybe get a little more settled and satisfied than the coaches and GMs who work for a Jerry Jones or a Dan Snyder. Not that that's good, but it does create the, the, the potential for some complacency, and I think that may have happened with Mike McCarthy. So the question is, will he be complacent or will he be ready to roll and charge hard? And he's a possibility, I think a very real possibility, in Cleveland. Hey, if he has half the success in Cleveland they had in Green Bay, they, they have They'll name, they'll name buildings after the guy, right? right? right. They right. have to have right. some of what he had in Green Bay. Uh, going back to the Dallas job real quick, uh, how are they going to be able to get a guy that might want a little bit of power with Jerry Jones there if they do move on, as we say, instead of fire uh, Jason Garrett? How do they bring in another big name guy that you're going to have? They're going to have to say no power at all, right? You're just the coach, but everything else per- personnel wise goes through uh, me and my son. Jerry Jones telling that. Yeah, it's it's a very specific hire, right? It is right. a guy who is going to come in and coach and only coach. That's it. And that person needs to accept the fact that Jerry and Steven are going to continue to be Jerry and Steven. There was a thought at one point that maybe they were sufficiently desperate to win that they would blow it up and go ahead and bring in a Bill Parcells type. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think they already know who they want. I think that's one of the reasons why they're dragging their feet on firing Jason Garrett. There's been talk about college coaches. I think Jerry Jones wants somebody who can hit the ground running. And the names that I continue to hear kind of on the fringes, and nobody's really reporting any of this, but Mike Zimmer, the Vikings head coach, is under contract for one more year. He was a defensive coordinator in Dallas. And Gary Kubiak, the guy who has revolutionized the Vikings offense this year, who can't be a full-time head coach for health reasons, fine. The Cowboys will take a lot of that stuff off of his plate. He just shows up on game day. He puts the systems in place, has the assistance he delegates to. He shows up on game day, makes the big decisions, and basically is the captain of the ship for three hours a week 
and the rest of the time, Jerry and Steven run the show. And and when you look again at what that system has done in Minnesota to make that offense better, even though they're probably going to lose badly on Sunday, that makes him an attraction that we just need to keep an eye on because it fit with that mold that they're looking for in Dallas where you don't have a guy who wants to come in and take the whole place over. Before I let you go, I have to ask you, because we always have this little uh, this little Jets Adam Gase thing here on the show, the burner account, Manish Mehta, the, 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 the possible intern. Is this one of the craziest – I mean, we – I, I can't ask you if it's one of the craziest stories because you do every story in the NFL, but is this a crazy story, and are we going to get to the bottom of this ever? I don't know that we're ever going to, short of litigation or something like that. I mean, I'd like to think that if somebody really wanted to figure out where those those tweets from that burner account were coming from, there's got to be a way to, to piece it all together through digital footprints, right? Where, right. where the computer was and, and whatnot. I just don't know that anyone's going to be sufficiently motivated to get all the way to the bottom of the rabbit hole, but I've never thought next level, creating a burner for on behalf of someone else to make them look like they are so petty that they would have a burner to defend themselves. <laughs> that you are so intent on bringing someone down, you've created their burner account that will be one of the pieces in the eventual collapse. I, I kind of like that level of devious thinking, right. although it makes me very nervous about the burner accounts that eventually may be floating out there in my name. Right, like profootballtalks.com or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, as always, uh, happy New Year, happy Thanksgiving, uh, happy Valentine's Day, happy everything, <laughs> happy Flag Day, everything, just in case Good I missed any, I didn't miss Valentine's Day. Also, NFL playoffs weekend. It's going to be a wild one. Of course, I'm pulling for the Saints. I'm originally from New Orleans, but I also still love the Dolphins. And since I'm here in Miami, I also love the Dan Lebitard Show. Here's a little taste of what they have in store for us next. You mentioned Glenn Robinson helping you close out down the stretch. Damian Lee with 22 and 15. Some say he's got the goods, dude. What about this young team? How much fun is it to have this experience? The dude is key there. The dude is key there. I, if- it's really nothing without it. Dude, you don't want to miss that on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show running back. Who run it? We run it back. Some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Before you get out and get wild tonight in South Florida, please give me a follow on Twitter. Maybe you can follow my wild life at Dan Day Radio. It's always wild on the Dan Lebitard Show weekdays from 10 to 2 right here on 560 The Joe. They've got my man Sedano and Izzy saying some crazy things when they're doing some interviews, and then they get some other people to join in on the craziness. So we have a number of people in the broadcasting industry over the years who have done us the favor of sort of dropping into telecast phrases and things that are specific to our audience. It's a secret language. We've been doing it for 15 years, and now Izzy and Sedano are in the mix. Uh, they are feeling uh, they are feeling confident. Izzy choked the first time that he went and tried to throw a phrase into his sideline report, but uh, on Christmas he was able to do it. Let's begin with Sedano here because we're going to have we're going to keep inundating them with show phrases that uh, <laughs> Sedano on SportsCenter he he did he did one that was so good not just because of the phrase that he used but because of how he looked and stared down the camera with a smirk on his face immediately after doing it, like proud of himself that he had snuck in a little secret something for our audience. So here is uh, Sedano on Christmas Day, both of them on Christmas Day, unafraid of the big audiences. They got in there and they fooled around a little bit and just sent a, you know, a little, they, they blew a little kiss to our audience. Welcome back to Denver. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy to be 
rocking with you here on a Wednesday between the Pelicans and the Nuggets. I spoke to Zion Williamson earlier today, and unfortunately the Pelicans haven't been able to rock with him on the court due to injury. Uh, so it. that is uh, that is just basically for our audience. Izzy was telling me yesterday on Highly Questionable, he was saying if our audience wants to send a variety, a smattering, he could figure out ways to easily get that into the... Yeah, Izzy's really feeling himself now. But right there, Sedano, he did the rocking with you on a Wednesday the, the right way, and then he brought back the rocking with you at the end. It was yeah. really well done by him. It was great. He's good. Sedano is good, man. He is TV polished, man. And uh, so here is Izzy. Izzy was talking to Draymond Green, and Izzy uh, had a, an assortment of options in front of him, and you will see which one he chose. You mentioned Glenn Robinson helping you close out down the stretch. Damian Lee with 22 and 15. Someone say he's got the goods, dude. What about this young team? How much fun is it to have this experience? The dude is key there. The dude is key there. I, if, it's really nothing without it. It, it doesn't. The dude. I, I, I want to hear that again. So in, in the next segment, I have an assortment of good sound here in front of me, and I'm going to ask the audience and the shipping to can, container to pick the best. And these are our first two nominees. It's Jorge Sedano, but him throwing in the dude there, I, uh, I thought he might go got the goods, and leave it there. But he flagrantly disrespected both the NBA and Christmas by throwing in the dude. You mentioned Glenn Robinson helping you close out down the stretch. Damian Lee with 22 and 15. Someone say he's got the goods, dude. What about this young team? <laughs> Someone say. What are you shaking your head about, Billy? What are you shaking your head about? It's just so obvious they can get away with so much because no one's paying attention. Like, you think Draymond Green cares what he's actually asking him? No, he could say anything there, and Draymond's just going to go to whatever the answer is. He'll hear four words and just he has the answer he's just going to say he could say anything in there i felt like the dude was less confident than the other words in his phrasing you mentioned glenn robinson helping you close out down the stretch damian lee with 22 and 15 someone say he's got the goods dude what about <laughs> he's trying to get through dude quickly he really was <laughs> so send us phrases send us at lebitard show whatever you got in terms of phrases we should probably use a hashtag of some sort if you guys have got that'll make it easier to find if you guys have any suggestions here we've got sedano and izzy they are on the prowl dropping phrases into telecasts that are for our audience but this is an assortment of other sports sound and i want you to pick from among these six choices sedano izzy and the other four we're going to play for you here and pick a best sound that we've got today because Jose Mourinho is the arrogant Mourinho. So- we do this every time. <laughs> Jose Mourinho is the arrogant soccer coach that we love, that he wins a lot, and he doesn't have any time for your foolishness. He's he's handsome and just a very confident man. So here is Jode, Jose Mourinho. You were given a yellow card. What happened when you went over to the Southampton bench? I deserve the, the, the yellow card because I was rude, but I was rude with an idiot. Uh, so, but I clearly deserve the red card. That was rude. It's courtesy of BT Sport. All right. Uh, let me hear it again where he just simply calls uh, the the official not worried about fines. Uh, that is such a great uh, sort of passive-aggressive way to take accountability here uh, for deserving the red card. You were given a yellow card. What happened when you went over to the Southampton bench? I deserve the, the, the yellow card because I was rude, but I was rude with an idiot. Uh, so, but I clearly deserved that card. I was rude. 
here yesterday was something a lot of people were having fun with. Uh, I don't know if you've seen how many executives Stugatz have, uh, how many people in sports have been really good in the NFL since leaving Washington, like Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> like there are, there are a lot of people. The problem remains in Washington, no matter who they hire as their head coach. Uh, it's at the top of the organization and Daniel Snyder came out yesterday from whatever opulent hole it is he's been hiding in for a long time here to introduce his big hire, Ron Rivera. And this is how he came out of uh, the gate here in his introductory press conference. First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. How is that possible? <laughs> Turkey day. How is possible? Thank you, Stugatz, for nothing. But how is that possible like five uh, five weeks after the aforementioned Turkey Day? I can relate to this a lot. Sometimes the mics go on and you just start saying things. And things get a little nervous and you're like, oh, God, there's a lot of people here. Okay, uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Maybe he hadn't seen them in a yeah. really long time. Right. People yeah, do good say point. happy holidays. Yeah. Thanksgiving's yeah. a holiday. I'm still Ooh. wishing people Happy New Year. That was a couple days ago. Yeah, I think that's and- what he meant. It was January 2nd. He was going for Happy New Year. He just got cut up in the air. We've all been there. Mics are on. You're nervous. All right. So this is courtesy of uninterrupted Spotify certified buckets. This is Nick Young talking about the time that he used Gilbert Arenas' black card with no permission. Like I took Gil black card. He told me to go get an iPad. So I'm in the mall. I'm going to get an iPad. I bought myself an iPad. I mean, uh, iPad, iPhone, and a laptop. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Right, Hold on, clarify. You took his card he for said, what purpose? IPhone. To get him an iPhone yeah. or for you an iPhone? Get him an iPhone. So, okay, and, and then you, you went and proceeded to get yourself an iPhone, a laptop, Why and not? an iPad. Yeah, I needed it. He got nut. it. I say, he got it. Yeah, he do. Ball out. <laughs> this is something else I can relate to. Because you've often sent us to, like, Starbucks or something. You got it. I was wondering why it is that every <laughs> cup of coffee was costing $114. You know, you get an extra coffee. I get a pound cake. I get a little You uh, buy muffin. all that overpriced, like, right. chicken sandwich with apples for $27? Yeah. And then it's all gone by the time I get back. Just your coffee comes back. You have the black card? So here's some more sound from uh, this. This is also a challenger. Mike Ryan uh, may not know what this sound is. Mike Ryan is... Uh, um, going to name a future child Homer Ryan because he is a big fan of his uh, his teams, one of which is the Cleveland Browns. And so this is some Mike Ryan sound uh, from earlier this season after the Cleveland Browns had dismantled the Baltimore uh, Ravens. Dismantled them a lot. The, the Ravens did not look worse in any game than they looked against the Cleveland Browns. And so here's some Mike Ryan for you. I think the Browns prove pretty thoroughly that they're better than the Ravens. Uh, I'm not really worried about that division. It's unfortunate that the Browns and Freddie Kitchen has to learn his way as a head coach in this league against what is a very difficult schedule. And it only gets more difficult with 4-1 and one Seattle and the undefeated Patriots coming up. But their schedule lightens up. They're going to drop a few of those games that people think that they're supposed to win. But I think they'll be there at the end, and they'll probably have a home game against Baltimore towards the latter end of the season. Uh, that'll mean a lot for that division. And they'll take advantage of what is a weak AFC North for the first time in a very long time. <laughs> I have a mic. <laughs> now, that is really bad analysis. That did not quite hold up in terms of analysis. Yeah, it was pretty irrefutable. They proved that they were better than the Ravens that day. All that crazy sound kind of sounds like this show, whether it's myself talking or playing back some of that craziness. Speaking of the craziness, Hawk and Crowder afternoons. That's pretty much all we do. I may even have some Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers next on the Best of the Joe Show. 
the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Always have fun with you from 6 to 7 on the best of the Joe Show. Also, hanging out with Hawk Crowder and Alejandro Solano weekdays from 3 to 6 here on 560 The Joe. Might have some of their highlights and crowd pleasers in just a minute. But right now, hearing from what they said earlier, like a big decision to make. Like, should Crowder go to Zach Thomas's possible Hall of Fame induction or his own child's birth? Is it Friday? Yes, sir. It's Friday? Man, I I thought yesterday, really all day, I kind of thought it was Monday. And then I was walking into those studios this afternoon. I was like, oh, it's Friday. I like, I kind of knew it was Thursday yesterday, but in my head it was still Monday. And then I just realized today is Friday, and uh, that feels nice. We've been programmed. We've been programmed. That's what's happening. 20 years ago today, I started yesterday's show with what I said was the most consequential decision coming up in the Miami Dolphins, you know, for their future. This is a decision that could change the fortunes of the Miami Dolphins for 10 or 15 seasons if projections are correct. And that decision is Monday, just a couple days away, when Tua Tagovailoa decides if he's going to turn pro or go back to Alabama. I saw Chase Young has declared for the NFL draft today, so uh, no doubt there. 20 years ago today, one of the most consequential decisions was made that affected the Miami Dolphins for the next 20 years. 20 years ago today, this from Darren Ravel, he tweeted it. 20 years ago today, Bill Belichick is named head coach of the Jets. After Bill Parcells retires, a day later, Belichick resigns, saying, quote, I just don't feel like I can lead the Jets in 2000, and he becomes the Patriots coach 23 days later. So 20 years ago today, Bill Parcells signs on to become the coach of the Jets. And my career was ruined. And your career was ruined (laughs) because he thought better of it one day later, took the job with the Patriots. Now, I ask you this as someone who played and someone who's watched. Let's say everything else in New England remained the same over the next 20 years. Let's say they drafted Tom Brady in the sixth round, fifth round, whenever he went. Sixth, yeah. And the only difference is there's a different head coach. It's not Bill Belichick. So I don't know if that person stays on for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happens. Do you think the Patriots have had the same success over those 20 years? And do you think the Dolphins then have been mired in mediocrity over those 20 seasons? No. He's that big a part of it, which I agree, by the way. He's that big a part, and I don't think he would have done it with the Jets. Correct. Because Kraft is on board with anything Belichick says. Correct. Those damn Johnsons would push back. And and I don't know who the, the Jets quarterback was back then. Was it O'Brien? Ken O'Brien? <laughs> like, I, I honestly don't even know. But, you know, you, you wouldn't, like, again, nah, I, I've said this about, you know, everything. Anything you do in life, one decision has this domino effect of so many different things. I was going to Ithaca College up until the last second when I decided I was going to University of Miami, and my entire life is different because of that. Wouldn't have met my wife, probably wouldn't have been doing radio down here, obviously. Like, you know, your entire life is different. You came very close to continuing your football career with New England. Yeah. 
Your entire career, I believe, your entire being is different right now if you had made that decision because then you start to plant some roots in Boston and who knows, you know, you become a personality up there and it's it's just so every little one decision yeah. changes everything so much. Solana was very close to going to 1210 the man. He was. I'm not even lying. I think I missed out on a big opportunity there. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Like he, but honestly, like it's, Belichick leaving the Jets. It's those little decisions. So I, I wonder uh, what would be, you know, the difference. But and the Solano question: Solano went to twelve to the man. They would be the Patriots. That's Belichick going to the Patriots. <laughs> That's Belichick right across that glass. Actually, I, I, he's, he's pretty damn good. He, he may have made a positive difference. But I, I do think, you know, over those twenty years, the Patriots would not have had the dynasty that we've come to know and love because, or know and hate because yeah. Belichick and Brady. I've said this, I think, a few days ago, the confluence of events. To me, like, every now and then you just get a confluence of events and it works. So Bill Belichick decides 24 hours after taking the Jets job, he doesn't want it. 23 days later, he takes the Patriots job and through this confluence of events becomes probably the greatest NFL head coach of all time. And you wonder if someone was there in New England and everything was the same, if someone doesn't have the guts to tell Drew Bledsoe, hit the bricks because we got something better than you while you were injured. And like, you know what I mean? Like you just yeah. start to to wonder what uh, what would have happened. But it's deeper. Uh-oh, I'm about to flim up. Uh-oh, might have to get the flim montage first yes. time in 2020. In some of those. Oh, it, it was ready to go. <laughs> Hey John, we always <laughs> Why do you have it ready? And <laughs> glad that he does. And with Wade leaving, <laughs> excuse me. May can't go back. <laughs> this is on the first series <laughs> of Excuse me, May can't go back. <laughs> I have this <laughs> And some of those <laughs> do does Randy Moss go to the Patriots? Right. If Brady's not the starting quarterback, does Josh McDaniel stay around? But there are so many variables stuff. to, like, I'm to him you, leaving the Jets. It is such a domino effect. And then uh, also, uh, so that was a huge day in Dolphins history. Also yesterday we learned that Zach Thomas is a Hall of Fame finalist for the first time. I think this is his seventh seventh, seventh try. So, so here are the finalists. This is uh, from Pro Football Talk. So out of... The 15 finalists, I believe five can go in. Yeah. Am I correct on that? Yep. So when it says here seven of the 15 finalists made the list for the first time, the finalists are Steve Atwater, who was a safety for the Broncos, uh, Tony Boselli, who was a tackle for Jacksonville. He was good as he, hell. He was good. Yeah. Isaac Bruce, the wide receiver, uh, Leroy Butler, the safety, Alan Fanica, uh, guard. <laughs> That man was so damn strong. Was he? I played him later in his career. Allen was a hell of a guard. Couldn't move him. <laughs> I didn't even try. I ran away. Tory Holt, the wide receiver. Steve Hutchinson, the uh, the guard. Edge, uh, Edron James. Obviously, we all know and love him down here. John Lynch, the uh, the safety. He was a hitter. Uh, Sam Mills, linebacker. Do anything for you, Sam, Sam Mills? Sam was good. He yeah. wasn't good as Zach, though. Troy Palomalu. Troy's in. Guaranteed. Richard Seymour, mm. Reggie Wayne, who we all know and love down here. Bryant Young, the defensive tackle for the Niners, and Zach Thomas. So five out of those 15 Ooh. are going to go in, so you have to kind of start to do the math and figure out if he gets the nod, right? I mean, you got to figure Edge goes in, yeah? Yes. 
Edge goes in. Troy goes in. Troy's Troy a Palomalu. lock. Troy's a lock. So Troy's in. Edge is in. Tony Baselli. Baselli's in. I would say the two. Troy and Baselli are one and two. Right. In my mind. Because those guys can play ball. Man, this is a hell of a list. See, and there's it, UM guys and, on here. And, and it depends, though. Again, I don't know exactly how it works, like how many years most people wait and whatnot. But it, Leroy Butler, Torrey Holt, Sam Mills, and Zach Thomas, and Bryant Young will have their cases discussed for the first time when the selection committee meets. Mills is in his 18th year of eligibility. Butler's in his 14th. Bryant's in his 8th. Thomas in his 7th. Holt in his 6th. I don't have any of those four over Zach, but I got Troy Lynch, Baselli, and Edge going in. And there's one more spot. Right. In my mind, it's ZT. The only time I tweeted in the last yep. six months was yep. last night yep. when I saw the ZT. But that's was a good available. first step. He made the final list, so yes. there's a good first step. Yeah. So progress is and being then, made on the Zach Thomas. We got to get the. Did you see his interview when he made it? No. As soon as he he starts praising everybody he played with. Hey, you know um yeah I just you're you're the sum of all the pieces around you, so I'd have to give credit to bro. This is you, Zach. <laughs> I was watching it on NFL Network. I'm like, Zach, talk about yourself. Why are you hell you bringing Sell up yourself. other people? Sell yourself, man. Sell yourself. You know what? I'm gonna call Zach tonight and explain <laughs> to him what we need to do to get to Canton. Cause I'm if Zach makes you're it, you're going. Bro, I'm a, I'm going up there two weeks early. You just, are going just to prep. I'm gonna just walk around and make sure I got my seat picked out. Zach Thomas's induction day is the same day as your wife is giving birth to your third child. Which do you choose? Are there good doctors in Canton? We got action, Jack. There's a good we got action, Jack. I am sure there are stellar doctors in Canton, Ohio. Come on, we'll drive. See, you can't fly when you're nine months pregnant. We'll drive up. I like the fudge that we got action, Jack. Didn't Crowder have a take that being there for your third child wasn't important. Like, didn't he have that I think, take once? I think his take was being there for your first child wasn't important. Yeah, his yeah. his take was that, it was Jimmy Butler yes. missing the first three games. Yes, it was his take was you're not a doctor, so what can you do while you're there? Hold the leg. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> you gotta hold the leg. That's what I said. Your uh, microphone sounds a lot louder to me than in ours. Mine? Yeah, yeah. Does it to you? Does his talk. mic sound louder? Do I talk? I oh, don't know. Yeah. Way louder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why does that happen? I, I don't know. Because you do it. <laughs> it's what? how you box out Dan Day. You do it on purpose. <laughs> I don't know, but it's markedly louder. But now it feels like you're lowering my volume. I'm not touching anything. All right. No hands. I'm just telling you. Let's get headlines here with the uh, abundantly loud Alejandro Solana. By the way, people are texting in. Uh, he you know, held the Raptors to 76 points yesterday. You remember what Rob Pizzola told us yesterday? No. Heat under. It was under 214. I think the game ended at 160. I think the total was 160. He said take the under at 214. That was, I mean, that would have been a laugher had we done it. I saw uncut gems last night. Good. I am dying for you to see it. Really? Dying for you to see it. There's some action in there? It's, there's some action in there, but it is so our wheelhouse. I have to talk to you about it, so you okay. have to make a point of seeing it. Gotcha. Have to make a point What's of it seeing Netflix it. Netflix or something? No, no, no. It's in the theaters. Oh, I got to go a, to the movie Yeah, theater. that is a real movie. I got the weekend, though. There you go. There okay. You go. I got uh, you. Yeah, there's no more Dolphins pregame, postgame. No. You're, you're good to go. All right, what do you got, Solana? Yeah, perfect. We'll go this Sunday, Crowder. There we, you go. We... Yeah, you and me. We, the Miami Heat, did Taking beat the Raptors. Taking all the volume, Papa. <laughs> Somebody, 
The Miami Heat beat the Raptors 84 to 76. They improved to 25 and 9. They're in Orlando tonight, back to back in Orlando versus the Magic. That's at 7 p.m. tonight. We uh, we're gonna talk with Ira Winderman in the next segment. He's up in Orlando getting ready for that Heat game. By the way, the Miami Heat are targeting February 22nd. Huh? February 22nd. <laughs> February. 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 No, we're not doing this again. Oh, well, we might have to later. Against February. the Cavs. February? To... Say two. Two. Say 227-2020. Like, just cut out February. 227. Right. See, like, I'm right. going to help you out now. Or just say they're, they're targeting Feb 22. There we just go. Just try, try to make it a little slangish. I'm saying it right. February. Fe- that wasn't so bad. Wasn't February bad. was. February. Was February. They're going to retire Dwayne Wade's jersey that day on the 22nd, that month. Uh, the number three jersey of Dwayne Wade. He'll become the fifth retired jersey in franchise history. That will be the uh, second most exciting thing to happen in February since <laughs> Solana <laughs> mispronounced the I, month. I'll go. Yeah, that's something special. I'll, I'll, I'll pay the extra money to go to that. Weren't you there for... Chris Bosh. Were you there for Chris Bosh? I, well, I would sell my tickets at a dollar a piece to not be there to see Chris Bosh's jersey. No, I was up. there for the Shaq retirement jersey, oh. which... I thought actually fell short of what I thought it was going to feel like. It, it was against the Lakers. I remember that. I don't know. It was a little bit rushed. I don't know. It, it was, was rushed. But this seems a little rushed to me as well. Um and maybe it's not just one week in advance, but only a month? I don't know. I feel like they would give like a full Why? year. I mean, what do you a year countdown? Not like a full year, but they would announce it at the beginning of the season. Hey, prepare for this game because Dwayne Wade's jersey will be retired. Um, no? Nah, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that's perfect. And Cleveland will be in town, so I don't know what that means, but he played for Cleveland. It's so like seven weeks, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's plenty of time. To, like time plenty of time to figure out your schedule. <laughs> I, I know it's going to be bigger than Shaq's. Oh, has to be. Shaq was here for a cup of coffee. Yeah, I mean, he, he deserved it. I think we we talked about it leading up to anyway. Ira, we can ask Ira. Uh, what else you got? Basketball uh, wasn't even played in Miami. Shaq's, but that is true. He played in L.A. That is true. And Orlando. I don't. Yeah, when he was puppy with Anthony I Hardaway. I mean, when he Ooh. he used to be able to fly up and down the court, coast to coast. People don't. I mean, like people don't remember. They remember only lumbering, yes. gigantic Shaq. Like, he used to fly up and down that court. Made Little Penny when the little doll Man. was out. Man, yeah. I, love, I love that team. Uh, what else you got, Solana? The Panthers beat Ottawa 6-3 yesterday. Go Panthers. They'll, uh, they'll be in Buffalo tomorrow to take on the Sabres at 1 p.m. We spoke about it earlier. Zach Thomas named a finalist for the Pro Football yes. Hall of Fame class of 2020. And the Dallas Cowboys have moved on from Coach Jason Garrett. Yes! Wait a second. That's not exactly true. Yeah. They finally, they finally fired him today. They did? Yes. Because I saw Ian Rappaport on NFL Network this morning saying it's not he has not been officially fired. I saw on the way in, I heard it. So, oh, I, really? Yeah, I think because they, they had met like three times about right. it. We're going to fire you? Like, what was he doing? I he still was, don't see. I'm he was telling game, you. gaming him up? On ESPN, though, like that was I, – I grabbed this straight from ESPN that they've moved on from they, Jason Garrett as the head coach. But they have not fired him. They, they announced or the source said – that the Cowboys are moving on from Jason Garrett, but they haven't told Jason Garrett, and they haven't officially fired him. It says 12 minutes ago, Cowboys set to set to fire Jason Garrett. That's right. 12 minutes ago. Okay, but they still haven't. Like, I mean, that's what it's crazy. Mean, what what you, turn his phone off? I, I saw someone tweet this yesterday. It's like, why are they turning this into a romance novel? Like, he had a fair chance with the pretty damn good roster. Like, 
Let's go. <laughs> like, what? what is happening here? They don't want to hurt his feelings. I guess. <laughs> and I, that's Jerry Jones's boy now. Oh, and I understand that. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's easy or whatnot, but, I mean, like, everybody knows that this is going to be the inevitable outcome. You got to go. So, yeah, that roster's too good, and that division's too bad. Like, that's, like That's the point. When I talk about the confluence of events, like, you've got a confluence of events. We've got a good roster. We're in a bad division. Let's go. Who's there? There might be 10 Pro Bowlers on that team. Yeah, yeah. It's O-line, a, it's Dak, a really Zeke, good roster. Amari, yeah, defensive ends. Like, they have a roster full of folks and can't win. Jason got to go. What else you got there, Solana? On Saturday, UM will host the second-ranked team in the nation yes. in men's basketball, men's college basketball, Duke. That's at 8 p.m. at the Watsco Center. Today at 3.15, Coach L will join us. Yes, love talking to Coach Larinaga before a UM-Duke game. Can I go to that game and cheer for Vernon Carey Jr.? Uh, I am going to that game. And I will not be cheering for Vernon Carey Jr. If you are not going to that game, of course, you can hear it right here on 560 The Joe tomorrow with pregame beginning at 730. Can't get around to those Hawkman highlights, crowd of crowd pleasers, because there's just no time. It's Friday. It's South Florida. I got to get out of here. They're pulling me out of here. But if you missed the Hawkman highlights, crowd of crowd pleasers from earlier, or any parts of this show or anything you've heard in this radio station, download the podcast for absolutely free wherever you get your podcasts, radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. I am Dan Day. Thanks for listening. Till Monday, this is the best of the Joe Show on 560 WQAM. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.